of um I think this is new starting. But I can't think of what ashes. From the ashes. Uh, so, okay, so we're. I guess we're starting. Gas stations? At the feet oh. of the, the statue of Theseus, you know, lost to the desert sands. From the ashes of the red box that exists in the future in a parallel universe Whoa. somewhere in the timekeepers timekeepers <gasps> okay it's <laughs> scraping the hole hey, scrape it we're scraping it i'm dan and right across the actual physical table from me is audrey because you're alphabetically first i could spit on both of you, you right should. now let's do it <laughs> and jimmy hey look I'm touching Audrey. Oh! Touch, 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 touch. We've uh, summoned sanitize. a demon. <laughs> oh, you're you weren't joking. No, I haven't. It's just empty. Sorry, listener. I've got some lavender EOS hand sanitizer. If you'd like, mm, no, it's got essential oils. I have more spit. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of more spit, uh, we watched <laughs> Donations. <laughs> What's the full title, Dan? Uh. Patches, wait, no, hold on. Patches, London, scamps, scamp, daring journey. Patch, how many times? How many times did I write scamp. scamp in my notes, thinking patch? Because it's one was per page. So one is Lady in the Tramp. <laughs> one it was tra- Lady in the Tramp scamps adventure. Yeah, yeah. And this is Hundred One Dalmatians Two tramps. No. Damn it. Patches London Adventure. Patches London Adventure. So I in my I conflated the two of these things the whole time I'm watching and I'm thinking like Hundred Wild Dimensions, Lady in the Tramp. There was even like a scene where they're in London and they go to like the back door of a fancy Italian restaurant, a Mm -hmm. big fat Italian guy running down the street. And it ended up being sausages, but I thought for sure it was going to be spaghetti and meatballs that they. Right. I mean, but I think there's. And mash. There's certain tropes that we've discovered in all of these movies, and a fat Italian restaurant guy is one of them. Uh, chubby sibling. It's like uh, it's like yeah. the Mary Kate and Ashley movies. They just had a formula and then oh, copied. We, we need to watch Kate those. <laughs> I have them on DVD, guys. Give me pizza. Oh my gosh! What are the names of those movies? Like Passport to Paris. Yes, and, like, I have that. London. Oh no! Oh, no. London Calling. <laughs> yeah, I have. By the way, uh, the tweens in Tokyo. Gonna, <laughs> their younger sister. Happen. Yes, it will. Their younger sister Elizabeth. Elizabeth, no, Mary Kate, Ashley, Elizabeth Olsen is right. arguably the more famous because she's in all the Marvel movies. Right. And, oh, you know, I don't know. More attractive. I'm just throwing it out there. Her career's not in the same place, I would say. Like, mm. Mary Kate and Ashley were so huge. Well, they're part of the zeitgeist, I guess. But I think as far as like modern day relevance, if you ask a teenager, they'll know Elizabeth Olsen more than they'll know their sisters. That checks out. Let's sisters. call one. um yeah so that the movie uh bangers and mash conflating yeah 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 yeah. anyway um so we have we started yet we started okay we're starting we've already started (laughs) my headphones yeah i'm so dazzled by the two of your eyeballs you know it's like human eye contact Whoa. <laughs> I got more in the shed. <laughs> was that a body in the fridge that I saw? Yeah. Too? Very cool. Uh-huh. All right. We're at, by the way, we're at Rosie's house. 
Shout out to Rosie. What a beautiful Shout out to Rosie. Rosie. Thank you, Rosie, for letting us use your beautiful patio. Right? Where did the peppers go? Uh, He left. He'll be back, I'm sure, at some point. Fen. Finn. Finn. Yes. Finnegan. We're, we're, we're sharing a lot of information. The address um, is 2465 <laughs> San Diego Way, San Diego, yes. California. Uh, right. So we're right. together. We are. Um, and we had to figure out a sort of perilous audio situation. So I'm without my toys right now, which I'm sure will probably make this stranger when I go in and edit things because we all know what the show turns into when I do that. Well, big um, thanks in advance. <laughs> I'm talking to Oh my god. Mike. It's proof we're together. Oh no. <laughs> now I'm talking in my mic. <laughs> it's like one of those ASMR haircuts. That's right. Oh, <laughs> we should do the Lincoln show. Oh, god. <laughs> the vault. Put Lincoln. us on, on ref left and right channels and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then then people more people will listen oh yeah <laughs> of course because <laughs> everyone loves that this did you the hear sound of yeah. fingernails on a microphone Ooh. Oh. oh it's like i'm there because i am ah! Ah! Yeah. oh by the way welcome back from the break um oh yeah welcome back <laughs> We're doing ad breaks now, and I don't oh, yeah. think I don't think we know when they're happening or where. So we're just going to occasionally say welcome back. And <laughs> now it's time for a word from our sponsor. Welcome back. And welcome back. <laughs> and now it's time for a word from our sponsors. And, and welcome, welcome back. back. Welcome back. <laughs> we got plenty. We got plenty. Yeah. Right, yeah. Great. Let's do another one. And, and words happen sponsors, sponsors now. now. <laughs> and, and welcome back. back. Welcome back. Okay. Thank you, Asher. <laughs> Asher absolutely must have an ad spot in this episode. <laughs> he is a real boy and he's cool. That's right. He's sitting you know right next I to me. I feel like there's a good chance Asher would like to advertise something right now. Yo, what's up? My name is Asher and I'm a cool kid who is also real. I'm here to put the hype roll on a brand new product for summer. It's called keeping your microphone on. Do you sometimes turn off your microphone while recording your podcast? Jimmy does. In fact, he's just about to. But don't worry because you don't miss a lot. So if you're looking to make your podcast even weirder than it already is, turn that mic off. But if you want your sweet podcast to shred the hype nards like a real lit TikTok, I suggest leaving the microphone on. Then maybe Shannon Elizabeth Smith will even be on your show. Back to the podcast, Turd Burglars. And we're back. <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> what are you going to do? I don't know. Oh, so speaking goodness. of past and present tense in the form of a conversation, what did we think this movie? Wait, no. We talk about. We talk oh, about what did we think it was going to be? First. Oh, year. Yes. <laughs> I swear this isn't a bet. <laughs> it's really not. I forget every time. <laughs> uh, um, so this came out in 2003. And so did Audrey. In lieu of... <laughs> she's, she's 18 years old. <laughs> I wish. In lieu of uh, me playing music from the time... <laughs> uh in lieu of that uh i figured let's talk about what we were doing in tw- in 2003 
Audrey, what were, what were you doing in 2003? <sighs> okay, well, I was either 12 or 13. Mm-hmm. Um, that's right. But the, should we pick... I would be 13 on the 19th. June, I would have been 12. What about May? Also 12. What about April? Still 12. How about January? <laughs> then I would have been 12. Okay. January 2003, I would have been 12. What about January 2002? I would have been 11. Mm, I, I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. I... I, November 19th. <laughs> I did. I said my, if it was on the 19th, then I would have been 13. What if it was the 13th? <laughs> I appreciate your honesty and candor. <laughs> I'm okay. So 12, uh, what month are we in right now? It's July. Yeah. July. I was. Mm-hmm. So cute. What a great choice. Uh, You're I, immediately giving this movie ten times more character than, like, I don't know, Pocahontas 2 or something. Yeah. Yeah. I think for the first time, if I'm not mistaken. I gotta say about those opening credits, I started watching this movie, um, and if you're picking, if the mic is picking up my pen, I'm sorry. I'm not going to do this anymore after this. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Oh, yeah. I started watching this movie with. um, No. Your eyes? With my eyes. I was watching it with my eyes, then I started watching it with my butt. <laughs> so funny. That's what I did. Too. Really? <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I, I, I started watching it with descriptive audio, is what I was uh, thinking, I'm trying to think of. Because, mm. no, just like it, it's audio for people who have difficulty with uh, sight. So it explains, it says, this is what's happening. This is the, the castle's on the screen. There's a spot. There's another spot. And I like, I'm good. I like to, to do these. I like to do that with movies that um, I'm not expecting to enjoy. I've been on mute for a long time. Have you really? Yep. Oh, no. How long? Mm. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, no. And here's the preview. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> you muted it to do something. Yeah, don't press that button. I'm not <laughs> I don't know how long it's been. Have you seen my little waveforms? I haven't really been looking. Um, I mean, I see waveforms. No. Well, if I absolutely have to, I can grab your audio off of someone else's mic. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Sorry, you didn't miss much. It's fine. Um, so I was watching with descriptive audio because I wasn't expecting to enjoy it. But then I thought, that's not fair. And I turned it off. But um, I noticed that... T- during usually when you watch with descriptive audio it'll read everything that it says like every credit but with this one it was just 101 dalmatians too and then it was just like now a spot's chasing another spot and now this spot's doing that and i'm just just like yeah i get it spots are chasing spots who made this movie (laughs) (laughs) do i have to watch this with my freaking eyes damn it then the answer is disney made it and that's all that matters yep (laughs) um yeah so there were credits there were. Is the thing, and it did feel like more legitimacy was added to it because there were credits. Um, 
And and it says something I noticed. It was interesting. It says based on the novel, the one one hundred and one Dalmatians by Dodie Smith. Right. And you've been looking into that. I have. And I don't really need to go into it. But no, I'm curious. Well, uh, that's all I got. Um, (laughs) Other than I've already gone off the page, but she was an author. She wrote one hundred and one Dalmatians. But what I thought was interesting is called the one hundred and one Dalmatians. Right. And when I went on the Wikipedia, it talks about all of her other works, the one hundred and one Dalmatians. And it talks about the live action remake of 101 Dalmatians and 102 Dalmatians with Glenn Close, but it doesn't say anything about this movie on her Wikipedia. Weird. Oh. That, but this movie says it's based on the story, The 101 Dalmatians, but I don't think this is part of that book. I haven't read it. Maybe uh, it's just the concept. Yeah, I think it's tip. based on yeah, characters. characters by, like everything that Star Wars is based on characters by George Lucas. I, he, I am kind of curious about what that book is and what it's like because. And I wasn't, I I don't think that this is an anti-capitalist movie necessarily, but there are things in it that I found really interesting because it's like, here's this eccentric heiress who's like the devil. Yes. (laughs) It's in her name. (laughs) Right? And then like, it it gets into like, just like criticism of celebrity culture and like, there's a lot of interesting things in there that are kind of embedded in the world i think and i wonder how much of that and how much of the like the flavor of those movies is from that book by the way i think in the future we need to when we're doing these movie reviews that we have to have read the source material we have to no. have read the books no that's a commitment <laughs> no that is a jimmy you're welcome to commitment i can um, this is on brand for me but yeah um anyway so so we open the movie uh, on a quiet London street where we hear a voiceover reminiscing about a short time ago where Pongo is remembering a simpler time. And it is not Jeremy Irons. It's not. Uh, I love the background art in this yes. movie. It's it, this so is beautiful. hands down the best animation of any of these movies so far. I would agree. I remember seeing this opening, hearing the voice, hearing all, all of it hitting me and me thinking, you better not let me down movie <laughs> because I'm kind of this is. It's very, very uh, loyal to the style of the original, like all yes. all across the board. Agreed. That sketchy animation style. Yeah, that, like the lines are all very sketchy. Yeah, soft. like if you had told me that they t- used a Xerox machine to transfer everything, I would have been like, yeah, they did. Well, and another thing I thought was interesting in, in, to that point is in the credits, in the opening credits, there was a dialect coach, like there was a the, like a speech dialect coach oh. was credited, which is interesting because I thought the dialects were all really good. Um, they that had were a trying budget. Anyway. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, so Pongo is introducing his pet Roger, who's the, the the man playing the piano, and all of his Dalmatians around. Um, so he's inspired to write a song and he sings a song about spots. Mm-hmm. And this is all happening while they packed, as his wife reminds him. And I or, I don't know her name. Um, his wife reminds him. Lady. To, lady. Right. <laughs> wife. Wife. <laughs> Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Wife. Mrs. Oh. Wife. <laughs> but this movie doesn't pass the Bechdel test. I don't think it does. But it's but it doesn't. It's not in a bad way. But guys, it does pass the Barkdoll test. <laughs> and welcome back. So, and welcome back. <laughs> Thanks, Asher. Uh, tomorrow's moving day, the wife mm-hmm. reminds him. Uh, We're they, moving to Georgia. They're moving to Georgia to Cherry Farms. It's 2003. 
<laughs> make some bad decisions with Christmas trees. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to live yeah. downstairs from a certain Jimmy. <laughs> That's right. And we're not, not newlyweds, but they will have a Dalmatian plantation. Yeah. <laughs> so the song, <laughs> it must be moving to the south. <laughs> so the song starts off about spots, then it ends up being like a Dalmatian plantation. Was this like two songs that were mashed together? I, I couldn't. I couldn't tell. I, honestly, I, yeah, I, I mean, if you were to put a, a pile of money on the table in front of me and say, you need to answer that question, I, like, I, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to take that money today, but it didn't bother me. Yeah. So I was about, it was about this time, maybe a few minutes later into the movie that I had to take a break. I went inside and, you know, Jimmy went and took a big dump. <laughs> I went to see my wife and. Who was taking a big dump <laughs> on my chest? And <laughs> so, so all she was doing on her chest. We have an interesting relationship. Hey, seventeen years. You gotta keep. You gotta it, do what you gotta yeah, do. Yeah, you gotta keep it spicy. Fifteen keep years. It fresh. Fifteen years. Anyway, but not uh, too spicy because it hurts coming. <laughs> Tommy's later. Um, Just put a little Vaseline on your poo uh, shoe. <laughs> I used to eat a lot of spicy food. <laughs> It was about this time that I walked in. So, how's the movie? And I basically told her the rest of the movie without having watched it. Oh, like, no. yeah. Here's probably what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. I think I had it predicted yeah. pretty early on, especially with. I don't think we've met the character yet, no. but thunder and yeah, thunderbolt. lightning, thunderbolt, thunderbolt and little and lightning, lightning, and <clears throat> yeah. pat patches, McGee. So all the dogs are really excited about moving. All the dogs except Patch. Oh, he's different. No, he's different. Mm-hmm. He's sitting. Well, he's got a patch on his eye he's yeah. got a little black spot that was like what they did in the live action 102 dalmatians is they gave that one puppy right no spots and a black tail mm. wow special marking Ooh. <clears throat> so patch is not he's not excited because he's sitting in front of a blank tv screen and the reason he's doing this is because he wants to get his spot because they watch tv every night and mm. because he's just one of 101 he wants to get his spot in front of the tv but it is feeding time, and Patch, of course, is left out. All the dogs, all the hundred and hundred other dogs, Poor thing. have starving. already eaten. I guess there's a, there's one hundred and one. There's ninety, including Pongo. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah. that makes sense later when I have a note. But ninety eight. So Patch is the runt. I guess, kind of. I mean, by definition, yeah, by definition, and then he's got a fat, fat one. There's, there's a, a fat, fat one. one. That, that should be <laughs> girl <laughs> dog number three. Yeah, that's the, right. Yeah, with the long eyelashes. And then, and then there's all, you know, like the tropes of these movies, like Thunderbolt, which we'll get into later, has a fan club and there's a tall, skinny one. There's a short, fat one. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it's hitting all the marks. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so um, I, I wonder if the writer's room were there. It's like they present something and they're saying like, okay, well, here's the scenario. And then there's this friend, this friend. And then <laughs> someone, go, someone is just like, go, yo. So okay, what, so, so what's is the there a fat one? <laughs> Where's the fat one? Where's the tall, thin one? Where's the thirsty fat it's one? It's form language. They got to break up the shapes. You know, you can't just have all round ones. You need to have a yeah, triangular one. You need to have a round one. And then maybe something more square, blockish. Yeah. So, yeah. like, that yeah. translates to fat, tall, skinny, mm-hmm. and then, you know, beefcake. But they also tend to have the same kind of characteristics, like you were saying super thirsty yeah or like all about like (laughs) 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 so it's tv time patch um who's watching he's in front of the tv so he doesn't miss his spot Mm -hmm. it's feeding time by the time he gets to the food it's all gone and then then it's tv time he's trying to find food so he misses his tv spot poor thing Mm. 
So they're watching a show called Thunderbolt. It's a show about a dog who saves the day, all like Lassie, but a little bit more sentient, mm. right? And I got to say that that cartoon is adorable. Mm-hmm. It's great. I loved it. I like how it's black and white. I like the villain character and, you know, his wily mustache. Right. And like the train sequence. It was all very fun and interesting. It's very aware of the style of thing that it's being. And you know what? It's kind of typical Disney or maybe Disney Pixar. I'm not sure where the opening sequence is kind of different and separate from the rest of the movie, but mm-hmm. still drives the plot forward so yeah. with up for example you know it's like carl and ellie yeah, or finding nemo right, it's... <laughs> right. I, I haven't seen it you haven't seen, I up? Haven't seen ah, it it's so sad maybe he's slowly poisoned <laughs> that's even sadder <laughs> wow no one's investigated this Cause, that's true because he just wants to fly his house with balloons <laughs> he's truly a mad scientist she won't let me <laughs> i'll show you <laughs> so so thunderbolt the show patch loves the show he's seen every episode he's spoiling it for all the hundred other animals uh he's like giving it play by play he knows what's going on and uh and like, how come he's seen all these things and the other dogs haven't? Like, yeah, I don't know. Like he's see... spoiling it for these other dogs. Like, no, how I, come he's seen? I it? think he's doing kind of what, what like, I don't know, those weird theme park nerds do, where they're like, "Ooh, Actually... I'm, I'm into this," and like, I, I'm able to see where where this is going because I'm so into it. Mm. Where the other ones, they're just watching it passively, you know. Yeah, but he knows exactly what it is. And throughout the movie, he like quotes exact like episode numbers. And this is what happened in this. And so the other dogs and stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he just retains it better. But yeah, he's, he's a big fan of the show. Yeah, he, he's it's it, I think it really it captures really well that the feeling of being so into something. And I, Jimmy and I, I think can relate to this being so into something that we end up kind of ruining it for people. Yeah. <laughs> no. Could be. No, guys, or enhancing no. it. In some way. Yeah, enhancing for some, but in other, way, in other ways, it's just like, I I don't care. I just want to ride Thunder Don't Mountain. care how, I, many, how many gallons of paint yeah, it took. Yeah, like, I don't, how I don't. Many, how many gallons of paint? Depends on the ride. <laughs> and what year it is, because if it was 2003, mm-hmm. Anyway, so uh, the show ends with Thunderbolt barking to the horizon with a powerful bark, not unlike a lion's roar. Right. And I love that it appears to be the exact same recording every single every time. Every single time. <laughs> yes, indeed it is. Uh, so, you know, Patch wants to be just like him. So Patch jumps up and he tries to mimic the bark only to be laughed at and ridiculed for his weak performance. Mm. Guys, Patch is misunderstood. Mm-hmm. Totally. He is. Just like everyone. It's like, well, except the other 98 puppies. Um, Because they're fine being lemmings, but he's not. As the show ends, Thunderbolt comes back home to be greeted by his owner, who reveals, uh, who, sorry, revels. Thunderbolt, you are one of a kind. Patch, who is one out of 101, longs to be one of a kind. I and his siblings are well, yeah, but they're all just they're just they're 101 Dalmatians. Like they just they're okay with just being mm-hmm. another dog, right? Criticism of capitalism, telling you. All right. <laughs> so just as all the dogs... wait a minute, <laughs> I'm not. I shouldn't take this bait, but that is 
situation. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, okay. I did try. I don't think it's really there to be seen, but I did try as, cause I have not enjoyed the past like couple at all. Right. So I kind of thought, okay, at the very least, let me try like putting on some kind of lens. So at least I'm not like bored out of my mind while I'm also miserable. And so I immediately just went like, well, this is about uh, how <laughs> capitalism can crush us all and make us all feel this way if we're not careful. So socialism <laughs> supports the individual. I, I, it's 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 not it's not a one or the other. It's just uh, it's checking my watch. Yeah. Um, well, I thought about it because Dan intimated via text that he, he didn't hate the movie, which is Dan speak for this is great. Um, and so Sometimes. I'm watching it with that lens. I'm watching it like, why does Dan like this movie or not hate it? Mm-hmm. And and I, I where I landed was it was the style mm-hmm. and it was. It's of a time, but it's timeless. Mm-hmm. Like you were talking about, it's like jolly old London, but it, it's very, it's a timeless story. It's definitely of a time, of a genre, mm-hmm. but there's no specific. And I just, I yeah. felt like that was part of it. Like it wasn't jamming anything Definitely. Down your and throat. I have a lot more about that later. Um, so, yeah. I just wanted to write, or not write, but I wanted to note that I wrote down at this point the whole plot of the movie basically <laughs> i guess you figured it out i guess i was like okay thunderbolt is uh what did i write he's gonna be an a-hole or the corgi's the evil one and i wasn't both. wrong mm. on either one of those so what i've learned over the course of this show is because i take meticulous notes and what i've learned is that nothing happens by accident mm-hmm. everything that happens on screen means something oh, sometimes yeah. the movies happen by accident well, yes, that's <laughs> but like the whole thunderbolt thing I'm, I'm watching it i'm like should i write anything about this tv show i'm like no because the whole plot's going to revolve around this thing that would otherwise be a throwaway right everything yeah. means something because it's every moment is precious because they're hand drawing most of this yeah and so if you're going to hand draw something and it's only 100 and what is it, 96 minutes or whatever it is it, everything means something right and i even have in my notes and this is a pro for this movie, but it's also an, a shot at some other movies we've watched. If you're playing the drinking game, now you have to finish your drink. So in, <laughs> I'm joining it. We need to reload. Um, <laughs> that the first act gives everybody that needs something to do something to do. And which is basically just Patch. Patch, also Cruella. So sure, we, yeah. we we haven't gotten there in your, in your not, notes yet, no, but because we're only like two minutes in. Yeah, and, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but like classic. But this is a this this first act does what a first act needs to do. It's it is it a great movie? No, but it it does it functions as a movie perfectly well yes. for me. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. Um. Yeah. So um, as the show ends. Thunderbolt comes out of sight of all that. So Patch, who's a wondering thing, just as the dogs are heading off to bed and will be getting their new collars tomorrow because they're moving. So you have 98, I guess, 99 new collars, maybe 101. Mm-hmm. And the little the maid, whose name is Maid, I think, um, has this little bag. I mean, this bag is way too that small. Was a joke about hip hop. 
reference. Uh, keep going. The bag is that way too small for 101 new collars. But anyway, that's fine. Referring to... Well, these worlds don't follow the laws of physics. Yeah, neither does Who did 99 problems? The bitch ain't one? Yeah, who did that? Uh, Jay-Z? I got 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one. Uh, hey, Google. Oh, <laughs> Siri. It. It's on the tip of my tongue. Well, whatever the answer is, that's the reference that I was making. It's Jay-Z. Jay-Z. It was a reference to Jay-Z. I Thank you for playing along. Hi there. My name is Michaela, and I'm real and cool just like my friend Asher. I'm here to give you a heads up on all the cool and new things happening on the Ears Up Podcast Network. Those three losers on the Supreme Resort just got back from going to Disneyland and they're going to be comparing notes while they also talk about first aid. It sounds really cool. Sure. Yeah, that's cool. Next up, listen to Ears Up, Ears Up in Depth, Ears Up Below Sea Level, and coming soon in September, Ears Up, The Waiting Pool. Also there are some nerd in the trailer back here who make a podcast about Star Wars. Sometimes they barbecue stuff that I'm pretty sure are squirrels. And I think they mild each other but I don't know what that means. Okay, that's it from the Yupu Home Room. I'm Michaela. Be sure to like and subscribe so you keep up with all of these hot fresh tips. Go Mustangs. And we're back from our break. And we're back. So um, anyway, they're going to hand out the new the new tags to because the, they're moving to the farms, the Cherry Hill Farms. Um just as they're doing this, so Patch gets caught by an ad on TV announcing an audition for a one-of-a-kind puppy to be a guest on the Thunderbolt show. Patch is very intrigued because he wants to be one-of-a-kind, not one out of 101, right? He wants to be unique. So this very unique uh, one-of-a-kind puppy dog to be the guest on the Thunderbolt show. And, by the way, Thunderbolt is in London. Mm-hmm. I thought you heard that right. Get a better reaction. Than well, that. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> because by the way, this movie is set in London. I should have probably prefaced. There you go. Which, by the way, Lady and the Tramp isn't, but it feels like it is. That's why I keep conflating these movies. I yeah. swear they're the same. Yeah, it's got that. They're neighbors. Kind of. They're neighbors. And by the way, you have the Scottish Terrier comes in later. There's a whole scene Lots that calls back to either Lady and the Tramp or the 101 Dalmatians, where they have this like. Dog call where they call across the whole. Yeah, is that leading the tramp? That came that? from 101. 101? Okay. Uh, the the dog from uh, Little Mermaid tramp. is also in it. Uh, the big floppy gray dog. Yeah. Um, and by the way, the maid totally looks like Mrs. Potts after she turns back into a lady. Anyway, hmm. um, so Patch is excited to tell his dad about this thing that the, the Thunderbolt's going to be here. Um, but there's so much going on. And they're moving to Cherry Tree Farm tomorrow. So it's just it's nuts. And Pongo keeps losing track of the dogs. He's trying to count them all as they're going up the stairs. Mom and Dad are excited to go as well, because it'll be a wonderful place to raise the puppies, and it'll be far away from that evil Cruella Deville. This is smash cut to Cruella smash Deville. Cut to Cruella Deville. <laughs> I was not mad about it. I loved it. Yeah, I didn't expect her. But isn't Same. It, going going to run on a farm? Isn't that what parents tell kids when the dog's yeah. dying? Yeah, so what I think is what happened is <laughs> this all, is a mass murder. They're all drinking some Kool-Aid. The Pongo and his wife are fed up, <laughs> and they are going to send all their puppies oh, to a farm. Yeah, it's yeah. a mass murder. So, so Pongo married 
the human wife. Yes, that's what <laughs> so happened. Then why didn't they? Why didn't they just let her make her code anyway? If they were all going to commit suicide, gonna, no, not suicide. It's homicide. This is a mass murder. <laughs> My bad. They're going up the stairs, and then on the other side is just an open window, four stories up. And they're, Go ahead. <laughs> the maid whapping him on the head of the Frank. And she's got a little meat grinder at the bottom. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. I, PETA doesn't listen. <laughs> oh, they're they're a number one listener. And now a word from our sponsors. <laughs> Welcome back. And we're back. Uh, so we cut to Cruella, who's trying to get. She's trying to get into the first door. Yeah, right? yeah. So but the, the terms of her like parole, probation, forbid her to get any. Uh, to get in, oh, sorry, to, to forget her to get any of the furs, <laughs> and the store owner finally kicks her out. There's a special line of coverage for fur stores, furriers, Bailey's, Bailey's coverage, which is covers the property of others under your care, custody, and control. Huh. For furries? For furries. <laughs> I'm, I'm interested. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, and so. 11 year old furries. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Jesus. That's gross, Audrey. She was 12. Uh, anyway, uh, so the cynical part of me was was like, oh, of course it's Corel Deville, but then I didn't, I hadn't really recognized how fun this character is she's until this movie. Great. She's more fun in this movie. Is she? Yeah. Okay. I think she's more fun. The, she comes, a, she comes across very evil and scary in the first. In the one. first one, she's evil and scary. This one, she's a lot more fun. A little borderline crazy. Yeah. And then she goes to the nut house at the end. Yeah. They must have made this movie after the live action ones with Glenn Close. That, that makes sense. Because Glenn Close, I think, is has the best performance of Cruella Deville until Emma Stone. Um, By the way, no spoilers because none of us have seen it. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. So I'm don't spoil doubtful. the movie. That you 101 seen. Dalmatians, Glenn Close, 1996. Oh, okay. 102 Dalmatians, 2000. I have this list handy because spoiler warning. <laughs> listening to Scraping the Vault, you may hear that we will do a series on the live action remakes of these animated <laughs> classics. Leave a comment down below. Leave a comment down below. Or like and subscribe. You just call in. Yeah. Smash that like What's that? Smash it. A caller? <laughs> Hi. Hello. Hi, Asher. Hello. You're on the air. Can I hear another commercial, please? <laughs> you got it. Howdy, y'all. I'm Amy Grant. Yeah, it's really me. I just wanted to say that PETA is great. So don't do bad things to animals. Animals are pretty cool. If you were an animal and an animal were a person, would you like it if the animal person did a bad thing to you? I didn't think so. Animals are people too. Except also they are mostly animals. But also humans in their throbbing animal hearts. Okay, bye. And we're back. Welcome back. <laughs> Kermy. I'm going to hang up now. <laughs> oh, hold on. I'm getting enough, another phone call. Oh, it's Asher. I'll, just, I'll talk to him later. He likes you. I, he calls you a lot. Yeah. I have this effect on fictional boys. <laughs> fictional? I mean, He's very real, real and real. totally He's real. So cool. Tangible human being. But yeah, so. And he's 12. That's gross. <laughs> he's 10. Oh, sorry. Um, I feel like this bit's been two years. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of has been. Um, but yeah, so I. As soon as they introduced this idea. <laughs> 
front of her probation is she can't buy more furs. <laughs> <laughs> and she talks about like, she's just this insane eccentric person who has a very strong evil streak. And I was immediately at that moment, I was just like, okay, I'm okay liking this movie because this is wonderful. There's an insane person (laughs) and she's just this crazy rich lady. I love that she came back. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Why reinvent the the wheel? I have no idea. Um, Don't trip because you've been tripping several times when you do that. (laughs) And now a word from our sponsors. Wait, can you grab me another one too, please? Hello. I am a real French person here to talk to you about kissing and souffle. There is nothing that we French people love more than these things. The next time you are feeling horny and want to kiss a baguette or a souffle be sure to use mout condom. Mout condom, because it is French. And so ami. Merci. And we're back. That's the sound of a Diet Coke and not a beer. It's <laughs> alright. That's right, kids. Know. Uh, 12 year old kids Cruella so Cruella's down on her luck though right this podcast includes depictions of alcohol and smoking and underage rated PG-13 at least PG-13 Jason if you're listening I tried okay no you didn't didn't, and no he's not listening so Cruella's down on her luck so she's sobbing away from the store in her broken down old car she laments that things couldn't get any worse. And they do. And they do. So good. <laughs> and she has nothing to live for. She happens upon an art gallery where she sees a painting with one black spot in an otherwise all white canvas. Kind of like a mandrane, but with spots. But mm-hmm. it reminds her of something. Mm-hmm. A cow. The artist what approaches her. So she goes in. The artist approaches her and asks what she sees. The artist is Martin Short, who's doing his best Franck impression from <laughs> Princess Bride. He's doing Franck. Uh, anyway, so. Father of the Bride. Father of the Bride. That's what I meant. Oh. Father of the Bride, Franck. By the way, at Disney World, there is a wedding pavilion <laughs> where you can get married. Yes. And the the you appreciate this because you're in the, um, the teeth. Right. <laughs> teeth bri- wedding Teeth styling. Oh, teeth styling business for weddings. Um, they have a wedding planning pavilion just outside of the chapel, <laughs> and it's called Franks. Franks Wedding Planning Pavilion. Yeah. Named after the character from The Father of the Bride, played by Martin Short, who is reprising that role mm-hmm. in this movie. Oh, great. So she effectively gives Ray's speech from The Last Jedi. She's, what she sees is like there's light and there's darkness. <laughs> And I swear to God, it's like word for word, right. Ray's speech from The Last Jedi. Wouldn't that be Balance. amazing if Ryan Johnson was like, yeah, I just grabbed it from 101 <laughs> Dalmatians too, because I figured no one. <laughs> but seriously, it's like light and darkness and life and death. Balance. Balance. Whoa. <laughs> See? I felt you through the Hello. force. I am Darth Vader. <laughs> Please. <laughs> <laughs> you should do your voice. <laughs> Help! It's me, Darth Vader. Darth, what are you doing I'm here? I'm here to sell tires. <laughs> are those Goodyear or Michelin? No, they're, they're Michelin. And here's my good friend, the Michelin uh, man. <laughs> He's just a stormtrooper. <laughs> <laughs> the, the suit like doesn't fit. 
Yeah. So what I thought was weird is that like, and then, so she's talking about this painting of just a black spot on a mm-hmm. white campus. She's doing this whole like force thing. And then, and then she's like, she sees darkness. And then the artist is like, you went straight to the dark. I've seen this power once before and it didn't. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Sorry. And then Kylo Ren takes Kylo his shirt Ren off. Takes mm-hmm. his shirt off. <laughs> Which <laughs> I like. Hey, ladies, he does a little dance. His <laughs> stupid high-waisted pants. <laughs> They're but, dumb. Oh, my but gosh. he's. he's McSteamy oh, in so movie. cute. Yeah, so super. Um, I love this pairing between Cruella and, and yes, his Art name is Lars and Lars. Lars. I think it's very cute. Also, was getting a lot of um, like Studio Ghibli style animation in her facial expressions and the way they animated her eyes. Uh, uh-huh. I don't know. I thought I, I did. Anyone else see that? I don't cool? think I did. It was cool. I, I thought well, about. She the- also watches better movies. That's true. <laughs> She's much more cultured. Uh, you sure about that? No, I'm, I'm positive. Like okay. Evil Dead the musical. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know if it's a movie yet. So I did notice that the Cruella smoking the whole time mm-hmm. out of her thing, mm-hmm. but the smoke is all green. Yeah. Green and glowing. And that's definitely a choice. And I assume that it's because green kind of sickly looking. It's like so, toxic. Yeah. So yeah. it's not it's not glorifying the smoking. It's kind of. Yeah. And she lights a painting on fire later. But she's great. I love her. Yes. I love her. She's just insane. Yes. Villain. <laughs> Why reinvent the wheel? Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, and, and it's like, she's just, she, your villain's the devil. <laughs> I, I, uh, it's fantastic. I dressed up as a Cruella DeVille zombie for Ooh. a zombie walk years ago because it was a Disney theme. Oh, okay. Yeah. Every 4th of July in Seattle, in Fremont, which is a really cool neighborhood, they did the red white and dead zombie walk and you people would show up dressed as zombies and then you'd walk in a big parade like a few blocks around um and i was particularly proud of this particular zombie costume because i had like uh the the hair you know i did like the black and the white hair Mm -hmm. and then i had like a really ugly fur coat thrifted and then i had a bag made out of puppies oh god actual <laughs> and i my eyes are closed because they i put spiders oh. i like painted my eye holes black so it looked like my eyes had been sunken in and kind of oh, like dug out and yeah. filled with dirt so much fun so audrey's fun. a very good artist makeup ah, artist mm-hmm. zombies are fun um yeah so Sorry. so anyway to your Long point tangent. cruella and the artist <laughs> have this instant connection all of his art seems to be Dalmatian spot inspired, right? I wonder what got him on this trend, you know? Like, did he go through a stripes period? Maybe. He mm. started with fruit. And there was a whole purple phase or a blue phase. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, anyway, so they're all they're all spot inspired, which is exactly what Cruella needs to satisfy her craving. Right. And I like how this is also kind of a loose indictment of, like, the art world and how, like, up everyone's everyone's ass everyone is <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that whole like uh muse artist yeah. relationship yeah. too is kind of interesting it's yeah I, I and again i don't i don't know that i don't know how aggressively critical it's being of these things but i love that it's being critical of these things it was just an interesting it was interesting angle for the for Cruella's villain to go on it makes perfect sense too yeah, yeah. This movie is self-referential, right? Too, which I really liked, I, and I figured you'd appreciate that because it's sort of—I mean, I know that Thunderbolt kind of points at you know this sort of made-for-TV sequel mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. It's self-referential, 
So there's a line that that Cruella gives. So there, there instantly there's a connection. She he wants her to be his muse. She's thinking like I need I need to get past this thing and maybe this art is what I need to satisfy this craving for yeah. fur. And she says this line. So he's like he's like um, he wonders what if what could have cast a shadow on this flower. And she says. Oh, it's a sad but familiar tale about loss and disappointment, <laughs> probation and a restraining order. <laughs> yeah, and I like the idea that they introduce the possibility tale. that the future of this character is that she's just she just needs drawn to just like weird, uh, needless things that are just expensive and dumb. She's an eccentric. Yeah, yeah. With you know disregard for puppy lives right but what i what i liked and, and we won't get to it yet but what i liked about it is it sh- maybe she's not evil maybe she's just eccentric mm-hmm. and this art could satisfy whatever this crazy animal fur craving is yeah which i really liked because maybe she's not evil after all she's right just, she's just right. <laughs> and then right. it takes a hard turn later yeah she's definitely evil. yeah i know yeah. it's which, in her name which makes it even better because it's yeah. like oh good this is not a rede- redeemable character no. she just wants to skin puppy spoiler warning so funny to use him as canvas for art (laughs) so she asks lars to create a painting just for her he accepts if she will be his muse (sighs) we cut to the dalmatian's house quick question sorry you've seen the musical nine right yes that's that's cool and we're back. That's a movie. And we're back. That's a musical about the artist yeah. muse thing. Right? Yeah, yeah, totally. Oh. It's and it's one of my favorite musical numbers. Can't think of it now, but anyway, well, it's his song. It's his. It's nine? his. Um, <laughs> what's it called? It's, See, I did it again. Uh, it's so good. It's just, it articulates the character. It sums him up so well. That one wasn't Jay Z. I'll find a musical. The one that they're talking. Anyway, about. so we're back at the Dalmatians' house. They're all <laughs> sleeping soundly. This is the night before they move. Everybody's Dog sleeping pile. except for Patch. <laughs> They are very cute. Patch is the only one not awake. He's he's awake. He's thinking about Thunderbolt in London. He's really excited. He can't sleep. Mm-hmm. And so much so, he's a different color from all the rest of them. He's white. They're all gray. Huh. If you notice this in the scene. Uh, to I set them apart. Hmm. Yeah. I can see that happening. Where yep. it's like, this is the background. This is not the background. Exactly. And it's right. 100% background art versus <laughs> Um, so he wants to be one of a kind, not one out of 101. Which re- reminds me, I don't, I'm pretty sure we will never get to the Black Cauldron, but there's a really fun thing if you ever watch that movie. Uh, <laughs> as they're navigating through the castle and like people seem to know where to go. Mm-hmm. And like, there's a question of, well, how, how do you know which one to go to? And he's like, go to this one. It's colored differently. <laughs> <laughs> that means it will move <laughs> right out. <laughs> so patches colored differently, which means he'll move. It's <laughs> important. That's true. <laughs> um, sorry, I was trying to find that song from Nine. I love it. Anyway, um, so he's awake. And he, there's a there's a brand of kibble like like dog food that's got Thunderbolts likeness on it, which comes up a lot. There's a there's a like a car like a like an ice cream truck that's got the dog food on it and Thunderbolts picture on it that comes up a lot. Anyway, so Patch couldn't sleep. He finally finds a little empty bag of the kibble and he climbs oh, into it and falls thing. asleep. He's alone. Oh. Yeah. The next day is moving day. Patch wakes up to hear the commotion of moving, but he gets left behind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And it's at this moment that I start to wonder, oh, no, is this going to be Home Alone? 
Oh. <laughs> Unfortunately, it doesn't that get that. That could have also yeah. worked. Um, so Patch gets left behind, which which is interesting. So Pongo, a running thing is he keeps losing count of all the puppies. There's 99 of them. He keeps losing count. So Patch laments. Doofy husband. Yeah, trope. totally. <laughs> yeah. So he Patch laments that they won't even miss him. He can't get out the window. Like he's like, they're like, hey, I'm, I'm here. And they're all driving away. He can't get out. But then just then. A dog food truck, the one that has Thunderbolt's logo on the side, that little ice cream truck for dogs, comes through and like, and then he's like, and I won't miss them. And then suddenly he's able to get through the window. To, he's able to squeeze through the window yeah. for the doggy truck, but not for his family. He's probably food him. motivated. Yeah, maybe. But I think the point is maybe he doesn't want <laughs> to have that find problem. his family. Maybe this motivation of finding his way to Thunderbolt was enough motivation to get out the window. Yeah, yeah. That, that makes sense. Anyway. Um, so cut to the farm. In the family, the dogs are free to chase and frolic. And they're not dead. That they're was a joke, dead. everybody. Well, we don't know. <laughs> um, it's almost perfectly idyllic out there. That's true. Uh, the, this house is more than a fixer-upper, though. Like yeah. the piano falls through the <laughs> that floor. Really got me. That was funny. Um, and there's that's basically where that whole bit ended. Like the piano falls through the floor. That's the last they talk about the house. Like that. That's it. Yeah. That yeah. it was really disconnected from the rest of the story. Right. And that's why it lasted four seconds and we cut back to London. Yeah. And now they're at the Thunderbolt live show. Jason Alexander's back as Thunderbolt's trusty sidekick, I Little Lightning. did not enjoy this casting. No. 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 no he not at doesn't all. pull it off. No, he does me. not. And there's not there's not enough substance. It's a trope and we've seen it, but there's not he doesn't bring enough nuance to it or it's not written well enough. Uh but several odd dogs yeah. auditioned to be on the show. Patch's audition is less than impressive. But he made the front page of the newspaper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A photographer there he made the front page. I don't know if that'll come up later, but I don't know either. As I mentioned earlier, everything that happens in these movies. I just to- hope that if it does, it doesn't turn into a thing that goes on and on and on, and and on, on yep. in yeah. a way that makes you want to strangle. This is one of those moments and everybody in the movie. A very similar <laughs> thing where if. This one thing happened, or this person just said this one thing, it would resolve right. all conflict. Right. This happens with the newspaper. Like, but, if you just look at the newspaper, all conflict was resolved. But I have to say, and I don't, I'm sorry if I'm jump, jumping ahead in your notes. You can, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Apology not accepted. Well, I mean, we, could, we could go back, no, but, uh, but like. And I will. Yeah, and you, you should. Um, I have to say that the bit plays out for exactly as long as it should. And then they, they get rid of it immediately. And I was like, "Is this possibly not a terrible movie?" Yeah. It. <laughs> Jimmy gets very emotional when we talk about. I feel it. like the first three quarters of this movie are a really good buildup. Yeah, and then the last quarter just like happens. It's just, yeah, yeah. It, it executes way too fast. Yeah, the length problem comes in like all of these sequels. Right. But what I disagree. I think it feels that way because not a lot of it is earned emotionally. Yeah, maybe that's it. I think the pacing was okay. I just think that the things they set up for the resolution weren't really that important. Right. Yeah. So cuz we're spoiling it now. Thunder, <laughs> Thunderbolt cares just about himself and his fame, and he's paired up with Patches, and it doesn't really make sense for the two of them to be working together because it, it they don't 
feel that emotionally invested in one another. Yeah. Um, and they don't build that up as much as they could have. Well, they they well, basically Patch idolizes Thunderbolt, though. Well, they're put in a position that they can they can definitely help each other get what he what they each want. Yes, but but in not either case, in it doesn't feel that emotionally connected way. Yeah, and it doesn't really. It honestly doesn't feel that important. Like the real important right. thing is Corella's gonna kill puppies to make a coat. Like right, yeah. whereas this kid over here is worried about impressing his idol. But like the idol is also just it's a false important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's an old trope. It's the actor and you know the 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 kid or the the kid who's idolizing him thinks that he's really that thing and he's mm -hmm. not really that thing. He's just an actor, and then he's got a redemption. It's all the thing you wrote in your notes yeah. twenty minutes ago. <laughs> uh, but at this point, uh, Patch is dejected, left alone once again. He's on stage. We cut the Thunderbolts trailer, and of course, similar to the the character in uh, Hunchback Two. His trailer's covered in pictures of right. himself. He's yeah. got like little icons of himself. Um, and uh, so there's some thirsty dogs. One's tall and skinny. One's short and fat, etc. <laughs> You've <laughs> seen made for video sequels. You've seen all. <laughs> it's all the same characters, but these happen to be dogs. Not in a sexy way, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> I Look. <laughs> The you lady just, dog protects too much. <laughs> <laughs> so Little Lightning is another character. That's a sidekick. Little Lightning, played by Jason Alexander, comes in to tell Thunderbolt that he, in the very next episode, Thunderbolt dies. And he's being written out of the show. Mm -hmm. So rather than being concerned, Thunderbolt is thrilled to have a chance to act the role of his lifetime. But mm -hmm. it turns out he's being written out of the show. And so in order to save his career, Thunderbolt decides to do something heroic in real life. Makes perfect sense. So he sneaks out of his trailer and he runs into Patch, who is starstruck by Thunderbolt. Turns out Thunderbolt is kind of a phony who's only brave on TV. Mm -hmm. He decides just to like use that Bob Barker. Just like Bob Barker. <laughs> have your pet spayed and neutered. Did you guys see the movie Bolt? Yes. I thought about that movie the whole time. Yeah, same. Yeah. Very similar. Thunderbolt, Bolt. Mm -hmm. actor dog and the, and he's chasing after his owner who loves him but he only loves him on tv penny yeah it's a very similar story yeah anyway go don't see both close it's john travolta uh scientology is <laughs> fake um <laughs> thunder, sorry socialism is evil <laughs> if you're a lawyer for scientology please know that this is a comedy podcast it does not necessarily <laughs> reflect the thoughts and opinions of yourself of yours at podcast network <laughs> jason petros jason at here's our podcast <laughs> please contact jason's lawyer yes we do not have any lawyers the name is asher <laughs> Asher's a lawyer. <laughs> Ten-year-old lawyer. Oh, I think now's a good time for an ad for Asher's Law Firm. <laughs> hey, it's me, Asher. Have you or a loved one been punched in the nards by a bully? Did you have a sweet skateboard move stolen by a poser? Is your uncle making you work for free on a podcast? If so, give the law offices of Asher, Michaela, and CJ a call. We're three cool kids who are real. We're also lawyers in several developing countries in some states south of the Mason-Dixon line. We've helped a buttload of people sue for all sorts of stuff that is cool and real like us. Stuff like... Purple stuff injuries. The game cheating. Mom and dad always being too busy. Teachers looking at you weird. Cooties and tap tap representation. And of course, 
copyright law. Call us today at 856 our ears and ask to speak to the coolest and realest lawyers around. That's us. Just make sure and call after 4pm because CJ has soccer practice. See habla espanol. And we're back. So, so Thunderbolt decides to use Patch, who knows everything about the show, right? Anything he's ever done. So he decides to use him to help recreate his heroics in the real world. The gag that they, you know, the little pattern that they choose where it's like, did I run, jump, and tumble? Or did yeah, I tumble, sneak, and bark? And jump or run and yeah. Yeah. Say, yeah. That was clever. It was that cute. was clever writing. No, you jumped, then you tumbled, then you ran. Oh, yeah. got it. Bark, bark, bark. Mm. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Can you Same put a little cut. echo on the end of that last bark, 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 bark. <laughs> We cut to Cruella, who's admiring Lars's new artwork, but... She thinks it is not soft and cuddly enough. What a great montage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. So she inspires Lars to do his best work of his life. Back to Patch and Thunderbolt. He is now Thunderbolt's new deputy. There's a montage of Thunderbolt having mishaps while mm-hmm. Lars paints new canvases for Cruella. Great. One of those is, of course, a Mickey head. That's right. He's a hidden Mickey. It's not so hidden. And the Thunderbolt adventure thing, it's this great thing where he's like, just misreading every possible situation yeah he he thinks that there's a runaway horse and it's a bridal couple that just got married and yeah he like takes over the horse and the bridal couple ends up in the water right sprinkler goes off i don't know it's good luck on a wedding day to get wet you know from rain sure or Or sprinklers or be tossed from a carriage into a pond Mm -hmm. twice Mm mm-hmm yeah so montage is over patch discovers that thunderbolt is kind of a phony he doesn't actually do the hero stuff in real life. So then we're back to the set of Thunderbolt. Turns out Little Lightning lied to Thunderbolt. He is not being written out of the show after all. Rather, Little Lightning wants the spotlight. Mm-hmm. So he wanted to run off like Thunderbolt. And I think I've never experienced the second thing I'm going to say. But I think that hearing Jason Alexander do a villain role is something close to like seeing your parents have sex yeah. where it's like, it's just like, uh. I feel like Jason Alexander is always the villain. Even when he's not like, remember pretty woman. He's kind of the villain in that yes, movie a little but, bit. Yeah. Why does it work in that movie in like shallow how yeah. versus this one? He's, I think in, in, in those situations he's playing like, He's playing, and I'm doing air quotes here, that guy. It's like that person yeah. where you're like, ugh. Not really a villain, just kind again. of a dick. Yeah, yeah. like, ugh. I think it's an unintentional dick versus this guy's a intentional dick. Right. That, 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 that's it. He, he usually plays characters that like. They're not as smart as this. Right. They're clueless. They're, they're just kind of like, what? What? It's just, it's just who I am. What? Yeah. Why are, you, why are you offended? You yeah. know, like. Because I think even in Seinfeld, he's kind of a villain. Like, in a way, for me, he's just like, he's not a good guy. He's kind of an ass. Yeah. He's an know. ass, but. And Kramer's super yeah, racist. I don't, totally. I don't feel like he comes across as an intelligent ass. Like, I'm doing this to purposefully antagonize somebody. It's just, this is, the, again, he's, oh, what? What am I doing? Yeah, I don't he, understand. He's a, he's a bull and everyone else is trying to shop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think he's Larry David in that movie, or in that show. I think. 
Curb anyway. your enthusiasm. No, I think Jason Alexander is Larry David in Seinfeld. Like, I think he's playing Larry David. Oh, yeah. yeah I never really saw it. Anyway, uh, so we go back to Cruella. She needs inspiration because she doesn't think that Lars is doing good work. So she decides to go find the 101 Dalmatians house. Like, she wants to <laughs> go to their house for inspiration. Completely. <laughs> yeah, no, she says a little restraining order won't stop her. <laughs> <laughs> but when she arrives, like she finds they have moved. But where? Yeah. Just then. Hey, remember earlier when Patch was on the cover of the newspaper? Mm -hmm. It gets thrown in her face. I can't tell if you just winked at me or if it was because of the sun's in your (laughs) eyes. Probably both. (laughs) Okay. Um, So so the the newspaper gets thrown in her face and there's Patch and she takes out her binoculars that she had in her pocket to look at the Patch. Her opera binoculars. (laughs) binoculars. I love this character so much. And and sees the, the, the new tag that got put on Patch and shows cherry hill farm yeah. so now she knows where they all move <laughs> thank god for that we've all, okay we've all been there in our lives right where we see a picture and we like zoom in just a little bit yeah. and we're like yes i've sleuthed right have you tried it's to do so that satisfying. with an actual paper or whatever like you're trying to look at it you try to zoom in on an actual hey reading insurance applications yeah. sometimes it's like digging and you're like oh i can't understand how this person writes their letter g let me just look at a different part of yeah. this application. And you kind of, you know, you do some sleuthing and then you realize, oh, it wasn't a G. It was a different letter the whole time. Or like when you get Sully Putty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> totally. Then you can zoom. All right. Take the Sully Putty, put it on the paper, yeah. and then you can and zoom, zoom in. Zoom. That's okay, the old school. <laughs> okay, boomer. Um. Yeah, so that you're, so then you're, we you're one third of a s'mores over there. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that sounds like a like an insult. Like you're one third of a s'more. It is an insult. That was uh, what I was intending. <laughs> I was insulting him. <laughs> Duh. You know, like you're two two cards short of a deck or whatever it yeah. is. You're one third of a s'more. That's for funny. for those of you watching at home, watching <laughs> Dan Dan's got wearing a, a shirt with shirt. graham crackers on. We should it. put it on Instagram. I think it's great. Um, so anyway, she sees the address. We cut to that address, which is the farm. And that same newspaper gets tossed around and overlooked. That's mm-hmm. what we were talking about before. This mm-hmm. newspaper had, they just looked at the front page. Mm-hmm. It was seen patch who, by the way, they have not noticed he's not there <laughs> no, at all. No, no. Sad. Nor do they ever acknowledge it. They should have accountability buddies, you know, like. Totally. There's, a, there's, I mean, there's 99. Yeah. You should so be So patch is the odd one out. Mm-hmm. He's number 99, I guess. You just have a group of three. Anyway. Or make them all three. Threes. Yeah. So, 99 divisible by three? Yeah, yes. by three. It's 33. 33. Okay, great. And since groups. we're doing math, <laughs> patch is 0.9%. <laughs> no, I got my calculator out earlier for that. <laughs> so patch and Thunderbolt are bonding. <laughs> so, so you can revoke the claps because I got my calculator okay. out earlier. <laughs> nope, I stand by the claps. Uh, so, Patch and Thunderbolt are bonding. We're back to the farm. The dogs are creating havoc. They're chasing chickens and frogs and stuff. The newspaper, that same one with Patch on the front, uh, it happens upon Jim Deere or whatever his name is, Roger. They're Roger off. Deere. They're they're off to London to save Patch before Cruella gets her hands on him. So the paper finally comes across Roger on this piano. Oh, there's Patch. We didn't realize he was gone, but let's go find him. So they go to London because they don't want Cruella to get her hands on him. We cut to Horace and Jasper, who are the bad guys. 
the henchmen. first movie, the henchmen in the first movie. This is the first time we've seen them. This is like two thirds of the way into the movie. They look. I didn't realize they had the exact same face shape, just different. Well, they are brothers, bodies. right? They're brothers. Yeah. Are they twins? Yeah, they talk about mom and dad, and uh, they might be twins, but one's definitely taller and thinner than the other. Yes. Yeah. Um, so Horace, Horace and Jasper, they're suddenly bailed out by Cruella, who says it is time to finish the job. <laughs> and Jasper says he won't be made a fool of this time. And then we cut to him dressed up as a blonde in a pink dress. Amazing. <laughs> you Amazing. don't do that. They went there in this movie. I couldn't believe it. You <laughs> know, did. like when's the last time we had cross-dressing in a, a Disney Scraping the Vault sequel? Uh, everyone. <laughs> I don't know. It feels like it. No, okay. it Jason Alexander had to have in Hunchback 2. Oh, oh yeah. They probably they did. Probably. They, they probably put him in a dress. Because he falls in love with Pig or the goat. The goat. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so he sticks out his sweet, sweet gams to stop the food truck. Yeehaw! The dog food truck. Steals the truck and speeds away. I feel like that character, and this is not me putting thought into it, it's just a, a feeling at the moment, is what david byrne would look like if he were to dress up as a lady thank you. yeah thank you for that. sure yeah i don't know i so i could see david byrne pulling off a dress quite nicely mm-hmm. would he have the sweet sweet games like this guy they'd probably be hairy yeah but, but I'm okay work, with that. Oddly. And the the truck driver's like, wowza. And then the guy, and then Horace or Jasper, whichever one it was, he's got a wig on. He comes to the thing and he's like, he tries. The truck driver tries to be nice, but clearly is an ugly woman. <laughs> anyway, so they steal the truck and they drive up to the farm. And uh, they make it to the farm. All the puppies are sleeping. And like an ice cream truck. They turn on the little song to lure the puppies into the canine crunchies truck. It's called the canine crunchies. Yeah. And this, this is the first moment in this movie where I was like, I don't know how I feel about this, but the rest of the movie leading up to this got enough goodwill going where I'm like, okay, movie. All right, I'll let I'll you have it. this. Well, so this is my point. Like, Cruella, a fun character. Maybe she's not so evil. And the artist and that relationship and the patch and the thing. And then all of a sudden, like, like the last third of the movie just like, wow, just shoehorns this thing. It adds these characters in and they're just, it's they bit- go from jail to stealing puppies in like 90 seconds of screen time. Like, it's just, it just. It is pretty quick. It's, it's a bit fast. much. Yeah. I liked this. I will say I love the smash cut to the guy in the dress. That was just funny. like the smash yeah. cut. To you're not going to make us. You're not going to make a fool out of us this time in a dress. And no, no. We all saw that coming. Um, I had a problem at some point in the movie. They just started talking way too much. There was mm. way too much exposition. I think because there were two sets of villains. Right. Yeah. Well, Whereas three almost. Could... Cruella the and the. I mean, Cruella's a villain, kind of, and then the Jasper and Horace kind of acted on their own accord in some way, and then you've got Jason Alexander. I think it's fair to just put Jason lump, and yeah, Horace. Yeah. Jason? No, Jason. Horace and Jasper <laughs> with Cruella. You can lump them as a villain, But I guess. They're, they're, the their other brother is Jason from the Friday the 13th movies. Okay, Jason, also from Horace, movies. and Jasper. <laughs> <laughs> they fall under the Cruella category. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. So the maid comes out to try to beat him over the head with a frying pan. Succeeds, but there's a lot of chaos, and they end up trapping the maid somehow. They put her in the well. Yeah. How, yeah, that's, I don't know how that that's very sinister. It's so dark. She could have 
Did you guys watch The Ring? Because I did. <laughs> yeah, I did, yeah. yeah. Scary, and the ring too. scary movie. I even watched Ringu. Oh. The original Japanese. Nani? Sorry, I just wanted to live my anime fantasy for a second. I'd like to see it. In my anime fantasy. <laughs> so they. Let's fighting love. <laughs> so they all they get all the puppies and they bring them to Lars's art studio. She steals them not <laughs> to make coats out of them. This is what I thought. I'm thinking like, well, she doesn't want to do anything with the puppies. She just wants to inspire Lars right, to do new right, art. Right. Like she's not evil. Yeah. And I had to delete. <laughs> because no she wants to use their skin she wants to use the puppy's skin yeah. as canvas for his art yeah right <laughs> which is interesting you know she's she's evolved from coats and fashion to to using puppy skins traditional for art portraiture gallery art well i stuff. i love it it's it's such a like improv move like character move to to have it be like Oh, well, I'm going to go in this other direct. I'm going to do art and then it's going to be inspired by the puppies. No, it's just, I need to kill. I just need to kill puppies to <laughs> yeah. do whatever it is that I'm into. That's ulti- ultimately my thing is I'm just right. into skinning dogs. So, <laughs> and here's what I loved and hated she, about that. She, in the third movie, she decides to open a restaurant <laughs> right. and serve Dalmatian soup because it has to kill Exactly. Or she, I can't express store. my true palate, you know, my my. My palate desires yeah. and wants without <laughs> cooking with Dalmatian puppy right. meat. It's one hundred percent about this like secondary or tertiary thing about the thing. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, but here's what I loved and hated about it because she's like she wants to skin the puppies to make art out of their skin, <laughs> and Lars refuses. Right? He says no. He's Lars. not going to do it. So then she like ties him up and tortures him. Whoa, racy. But. They, so it she, works for them. So she says, <laughs> right. so she, she ties Lars up. She says, if, if she can't have Dalmatian masterpiece, at least she'll finally have a Dalmatian coat. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like she hasn't changed at all. Yeah, like, it's, it's, I want her to change so bad. It's I, I like, know, oh, if I, I can't get the art, I'll just I make the coat I always want. Yeah, no, I, I love the singular focus. I, <laughs> that's why <laughs> that one made her so yeah. iconic in the first place. You like, know, that's why she's, she's myopic, I guess. But All right, we've been on this journey. And it's just well, like, at least I can get my coat. Nope, I just I just want the coat. <laughs> now I fuck it. Yeah. Anyway, so out, so then we cut out out for a walk. A Scottish terrier who looks like the one from Lady and the Tramp. Which is. Why Let's I can't I is. can't tell the difference between these movies? Smells the puppies, and then she he starts he, she starts a little barking call that spreads through the city. We kind of alluded to before. Yeah, mm-hmm. alerts everybody. Finally gets to Thunderbolt and Patch. And just as Thunderbolt was about to confess that he's a phony, he finds this as a chance to be the hero that everybody thinks he is. So the thirsty fans, the dogs, <laughs> are chatting about this news about the dog, about the puppies, as they walk past Little Lightning's trailer. Mm-hmm. So he overhears it. He's like, oh, no, he yeah. can't let Thunderbolt be the hero. So he goes to try to stop it. He's going to steal my thunder right. Thunderbolt again. Just as Thunderbolt and Patch are about to spoil the plan... Cruella knocks out Thunderbolt and they all get imprisoned. Mm. All the dogs, the hundred, the 99 
Dalmatians and Thunderbolt. I think they're going to need more than five cages for 99 dogs. Yeah, yeah, there was some sketchy artist math on this one. It's like painting four fingers to save money. Things do start kind of falling apart a little bit. 20 puppies per cage? Maybe 20. That's ridiculous. Yeah, but I think maybe they only animated 20 puppies total. Yeah, Yeah. it it looks like it. Well, and, Um, and it is possible, according to the rest of this movie, it is possible that Thunderbolt is dead. Yeah, they did, you know, they yeah. led up to that. That's true. The way they frame it, you know, the silence afterwards. And- yeah, like, we just we just had this big reveal of, like, no, Cruella DeVille is actually just pure evil. Mm-hmm. And then she whacks the puppy. We don't see it happen. It's a cutaway to Thunderbolt. Yeah. Um, I, I really, like, I don't know about anyone else, but for me, I was just like, did they actually kill the dog? Did they actually... It's it's actually yeah. possible. Yeah, in this they let movie. you they let you think that for two seconds, right, and right. then of yeah. course, yeah. you know. But it's cred- that feeling is credible in this movie. It yeah. could have happened. Yeah, yes. yeah, because her whole purpose in life is kill these. Right, dogs. totally. Yeah. Right. So, and these are this is not necessarily a dog we care about. So I could see where totally. this dog's just dead. Yeah, but he's not. Um. Anyway, so little lightning comes in, tells tells uh, scamp, uh, patch, patch tramp. Tramp Jr. Lassie. <laughs> tells Patch that Thunderbolt's a fake. He's just an actor. And he confesses that there was never a plan to replace Thunderbolt. But Thunderbolt's in a cage. So what's he going to do about it? I Sorry. I just wanted to bring up anime really quickly again. There's a show called Mob 100, which is done by the same studio that did One Punch Man. Both of those shows are really funny and amazing. And cool. In Mob 100, it's the story of this like high school kid with incredibly strong psychic powers Mm -hmm. who teams up with this, um, I don't know, middle-aged guy who offers kind of hokey psychic powers for people. Like I'm going to clear the demons out of your office space, but he's a total sham. The reason it works in that show versus this relationship in this movie is that in the show, the guy who runs the psychic office, the older guy, he like he really doubles down on the fact that he thinks he has real psychic powers mm. and he comes across really haughty and has this really funny attitude, whereas the kid is incredibly humble about it. And I would say Patches is pretty humble about his knowledge of Thunder's skills and stuff. I think it would have been funnier and more interesting if Thunderbolt was more committed to Double being a total butthole, <laughs> yeah. which would have given the Corgi a little extra reason to be so little conniving. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, totally. But good they, point. they try to paint Thunderbolt as a sympathetic character and he's, he's really, which he doesn't need to be, not. does he? No actors. No actors are stupid. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. I, yeah. And I think that that might be part of the falling apart. I, Honestly, I I feel generally very positive about this movie, so mm-hmm. there's not same. But um, I think you're right. I think it could have been a stronger movie if because yeah, we didn't need another sympathetic character in Thunderbolt, and it would it absolutely would have made things make more sense. Yeah, I think it would have been funnier that way. Yeah, my two cents, and we're back. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I don't know any of the words you said, but you. It makes a lot of sense she, what you're explaining. Her love of anime gives us credibility to go with this. It's good. Good job. It's good. But you make a valid point, and I think you're right. You're this welcome. doesn't need to be a sympathetic character. He should have doubled down on being an ass. And... 
Yeah, because then if he had really at some point come around and said, oh, I was being a jerk, mm-hmm. then it would have felt a little more real versus he was innocent in his pursuit of fame. Yeah. yeah. there's, I mean, there's redemption for sure. Because mm-hmm. um, at this point, Little Lightning tells him that, you know, he, he wasn't going to be written on the show. He's a fraud. And so Thunderbolt is dejected and he feels ashamed about the fact that he was trying to be something he isn't. To this little kid who idolizes him, right? So at this point, Thunderbolt confesses he's just an actor. Patch is devastated because he doesn't understand how TV works, I guess, because he's a dog. Um, Yeah. All seems lost. Yeah, dogs and actors (laughs) are stupid. Um, Think about it. They're just (laughs) standing around putting silly outfits on, pretending to be something that they're not. Yeah. Like zombies. That's their job. That's all dogs do. (laughs) They just put on Um, Jimmy. (laughs) <laughs> so Patch is devastated about this, right? And all seems lost. Just then, the other dogs remind Patch of a similar situation in episode 18, where Thunderbolt escaped a similar situation. Mm-hmm. So Patch springs to action, recreating the scene from that show. And he frees all the other dogs except Thunderbolt. He's ashamed, doesn't want to leave. Yeah, Thunderbolt's pretty depressed at this point. Yep. Mm-hmm. Patch uses he his knowledge. Resorting to pills. Oh my gosh, that was a really dark <laughs> time. Really, really dark. Oh, um, the... Wish I could get that time yeah. back. <laughs> the whole chase scene inside of, in and out of the canvases. Mm-hmm. So German expressionist. Totally. Am I right, guys? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. cool. Totally, I was thinking, yeah, 100% like, right. Mm-hmm. Ferratu with the everything lighting. You say, everything you say, everything you say. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Anime. German. Nice. I know these things too. I just <laughs> don't. I just no. It's good. You're right. Now a word from our sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> here's here's an ad for abstract expressionism. <laughs> Hello, I am a very intelligent art person. I am here to tell you about abstract expressionism. So listen up, dum dum. Abstract Expressionism is an art movement that was really cool. You see, there were a bunch of these sad old art nerds who were all like, Ooh, the world is bleak and ugly. What if I made art that was also bleak and ugly? Woohoo! Then a bunch of them got together and made stuff that was angular and gross. If you have a kid in their first or second year of college they're probably all about this crap. Because, oh, look at me. Look at how sad I am. If only someone would touch my wiener. There you have it. Abstract expressionism. Just for the taste of it. (laughs) (laughs) But then there's an eyeball. Oh, wait, that's avant-garde. Where they were, like, poking eyeballs with needles and stuff. And, like, oh. Here's a cow heart. Clockwork. Heart. Right. Well, Lobster then, telephone. Well, and it all it all kind of connects to uh Dada's. Oh, right, right. 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 Yeah, yeah. Dada. You have the Don't trust your eyes. Totally. Right. They suck. <laughs> um, Just use your butt to watch this movie. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> did you Dan still did. have the captions on at this point or had you turned them off, Dan? I, I had turned them off. Oh, okay, okay. Because my butt doesn't need the captions. And you were enjoying the movie. I was enjoying the movie. Me too. I liked this one. How'd your butt feel? Mine? Mm-hmm. About the movie. <laughs> kind of itchy, uh, actually. All the city. <laughs> it was, I feel it was the a little way. bit itchy. Well, my, my butt really has a good read of like color, you know? Yeah. So it, it, mm. I like that it was, it was, 
it was more vibrant for me because I was watching it with my butt. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost over. Um, so Patch uses his knowledge of the Thunderbolt show to help them all escape. All the Patch's scenes, uh, schemes inspires Thunderbolt. Like he's inspired by it. This kid's doing it. The puppies accidentally start a double-decker bus, and Cruella and goons give chase. Yes. Cruella catches one of them, and she says, 98 more to go. That makes sense now. Mm-hmm. There's 101, mm-hmm. including Pongo and his wife. Exactly. 99 puppies. 98 I didn't understand that. Puppies. <laughs> Cut to the uh, set of here. Thunderbolt, where Lightning is having his moment in the sun when the parade of puppies and goons crash the set. Patch, using yet another of the scenes from the Thunderbolt show, saves the day again. And catches Cruella. That's from the scene from the, the cartoon at the beginning with the twirly mustache. Yes, they recreate yes. that scene. So great. Yep. That was a very good thing that they brought back. Agreed. Good job. Good job. And she, he even sees Cruella as the evil yep. mustache yeah. twirler. I don't think we talked enough about the character, the 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 TV show producer. The like really oh, yeah. animated guy. And I thought he was somebody, and he's not I mean he's an actor, but I thought it was Everybody somebody more somebody. famous. Thank you. <laughs> uh, hey, he didn't. We don't really need to talk. No, about we don't. He's, he's not that important. He, he does a good job being somebody you think is somebody important, and he's uh, just act. Chekhov's mustache. That's what I was trying to think. Of. <laughs> oh, yes, very, well done. very well done. <laughs> um, the bear mustache. So the dogs and the double decker bus make it down an alley randomly. Cruella, who is now somehow free, don't know how. Uh, she, she and her goons. Wait, wait, wait! Hold on. Well, he ties her up, and she like gets trapped. And I know. Her, and then immediately, I know, she's free. But <laughs> okay, that's fine. I just, it's just, I, I would, I would so certainly forgiving about all these other terrible movies. <laughs> and this, this one's just like, well, I don't know how she broke free. <laughs> I, I'm like, every, listen back. I, 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 I point I out the you. nonsense of every you. of these. I believe movies. you. <laughs> anyway, so Krill is now suddenly Patches free. Patches doesn't know how to do his knots. Yeah, well, yeah, he, he went to summer camp, but... He does know how to dog. do his patching. Oh, mm. patchwork. Patchwork. That's the word I wanted. <sighs> um, Speaking of Patches, here's a trailer for Patch Adams, the Robin Williams movie. <laughs> and we're back. A pole full of spaghetti? Who knew? Wacky clown nose. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Patch Adams. <laughs> I have my never mind. Um, so, so the the Cruella and the goons catch up to them down the alley. Patch tells the others to escape through a window upstairs, while he holds them off. How is he going to hold them off? He doesn't know. Just as he's standing his ground and about to get caught, he's trying to do his bark like Thunderbolt. Thunderbolt arrives to save the day. Thunderbolt bark, and Patch bark, bark. try to run over lightning. <laughs> they literally back the bus up to run over the dog. He like, deserved it. Run over the dog and crawl on the goon the goons. They back up the bus, they're running away. They land in the river, they get arrested. Cruella gets carried off to the loony bin. The parents all unite with their puppies. And then Pongo we- tells Patch how much they missed him, which is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Never even talked about the dog. Never even knew he was gone. <laughs> Anyway, that's, now that he's a hero and yeah, he's impressive, yeah. it's and they like, see oh, the, yeah, you. If you were worried about the maid, like I was, uh, she's fine. She's fine. <laughs> she's she's out totally of the well. fine. She looks completely unharmed. Anyway, so they thank Thunderbolt for saving them all, but Thunderbolt's like, no, it was Patch who's the real hero. Aww. The end. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's it. 
Amazing. Good job. <sighs> yes. Agreed. <laughs> so what I was getting into before is I think I uncovered like a magic secret formula kind of thing for what makes these straight to video sequels potentially tolerable or perhaps even good and what makes them potentially very much not, at least for me. And I think what works here is that you have, so if you were to ask me what the first 101 Dalmatians was about, what happens in it. Dan, what's the first 101 I have Dalmatians? no idea. <laughs> I don't even know if I've seen it. I probably have, but I no idea. There's dogs, Cruella de Vil, there's something about a coat. I really, truly don't know if I've even seen you it. Got it all. I probably have, but. You just described it perfectly. Yeah. So you have a really loose concept and a really strong style. Um, mm. it like this, the concept is, a, it's, it's a solid enough concept, but it's, it's mainly the style that we're looking at. And it's mainly like there's a strong character or a strong characteristic, or whatever. Some things happen, but there's not a lot of emotional like connection or content. Whereas like Beauty and the Beast, like there's a, super important arc there there's like like the the characters all go through a lot of changes it's a it's about there's there's a lot of depth there potentially um a hunchback of notre dame also it's like there's a very strong sort of emotional connection there mm -hmm. and i think that that these movies I have to imagine that they start off with like a producer or somebody who's like kind of not connected to it. And if you were to ask this person, uh, what's Cinderella about? Uh, princess hasn't always been a princess, but also has kind of always been a princess. Mm -hmm. And then she becomes a princess. They live happily ever after. Uh, okay. We can work with that. There's lots, there's, there's a wide field of things that we can do there. So Aladdin, Dan, real quick. Yeah. I think it feels like, there's a room of writers, directors who want to be mainstream. They want to be Ron Musker and yeah. Ron Clemens and whatever. And so there's this whole like director's room and there's this giant wheel. Yeah. <laughs> just spin the wheel right. and it lands on 101 Dalmatians. Like you, Fred. Yeah, totally. Make yeah. it. Right. Dang it. Where, and, and then like, okay, so then uh, in the other direction, uh, Pocahontas, uh, first of all, based on a real person, really troublesome there. Uh, deals with a lot of, you know, uh, a lot of issues with history. I remember and, what you used to call Mulan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not aware of what you used to call, you used Mulan. To call Mulan. Pocahontas Joy. <laughs> oh Which God. it basically was. <laughs> I mean, that's the mindset, <laughs> yeah, though. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's just like, eh, it's Pocahontas, <laughs> but with chopsticks. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Beauty and the Beast, it's like, lady lives with the guy he's a big ferocious wolf person and then he turns he turns into an, a, a regular guy uh <laughs> and and but the, so to make a sequel out of those more like emotionally vested yeah, ones it be, it becomes really really hard especially to make because they're one. in the pantheon like right. everybody knows the story and and these stories are based on actual, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, things that but are in the zeitgeist. There's, there's, everybody there's, knows the story. The Cinderella story. We talked about it like every March. Every there's a basketball team in the NCAA who's the Cinderella story. Everybody yeah. knows what that is. What's yeah. the name zeitgeist. of the author? Tom Hansel and Gretel. 
Hot Brothers Grimm. The Grimm. Yeah, the Brothers yeah. Grimm. So many of these Snow White. Um, you so know. those are more deeply rooted in cult in our culture yeah. than 101 Dalmatians. Exactly. Which, or yeah, the or, 101 Or Dalmatians. even like Lion King. It's uh, a bunch of animals doing Shakespeare. Yeah. We can make movies out of that. Little Mermaid. It's possibly about somebody who is attracted to somebody that their culture is telling them that they shouldn't be attracted Romeo to. And Julia. We can make a lot of movies about in Fish that world. Legs. 101 Dalmatians. Who knows? And then and Aladdin, basically Cinderella, but a guy. Yeah. Uh, and then Cinderella. Where this theory, I think, really holds up to is with Alice in Wonderland, which the original It's a is bunch of abstract short Abstract, stories. weird yeah. characters with a central character that we can use as, like, basically a ride vehicle to work, to go through this land. And this is where the Tim Burton Alice in Wonderland falls apart because yeah. all of a sudden it turns into this is a character that we need to be invested in mm -hmm. and this is a world with like there's this other deeper story behind it which is why no sequel for you on that <laughs> oh they did <laughs> they did but that's why it's terrible i think yeah and i think that this is one of those i think this is a pattern that I'm at least I'm probably going to end up seeing fall through, mm. even if it's not really there. It makes a lot of sense. <laughs> and, and, and it's kind of like think about Toy Story. Like Toy Story is an original story. It may right. pull from tropes, but it's an original story, which is why three and four are equally powerful. Well, yeah, emotionally, because it's not in the zeitgeist. It's just it's this sort of it's abstract new. new thing. So you can make a sequel about it because you're continuing a story we don't really know. Yeah. Versus Aladdin, Cinderella, Beauty and the Beast. We all know these stories. And so if you're going to continue the story and make up the next chapter of this thing that is that is in a bubble, like the whole thing exists. Right. And it's like, what, what did I hear recently? It's like um, uh, there's a series of movies or uh, that, that were made that it's like, oh, Friends. It was Friends. Mm -hmm. And we watched the reunion. And, and they're like, the creator's like, we're not going to make a new movie because we tied it up so well mm -hmm. that we have to destroy all of the things we tied up in order to create new conflict to resolve. We don't yeah. need to do that because we tied it up so well. But they do it anyway. Well, they're not going to. Oh. Them. But but that's what's happened with these movies. Is like They tied it up in a perfect little package and you have to create and break that thing yeah. to create new conflict. And if you don't do it smart like they do a Toy Story, yeah. then it just... And yeah, so, some of these are more inherently flat. breakable. Like yeah. Little Mermaid. Just underwater sure. like something you're not supposed to like movie <laughs> beauty and the beast it's like well it okay well we can't have it be bell and some guy because that's not sellable in the beauty and the beast diverse mm -hmm. so what if we make it that bell teaches beast how to play checkers the thursday before she says those magic words right, right. and it ends up just inflating this thing that doesn't the bubble need to be inflated. That does, it, same thing with like the hunchback it, it's like well okay uh, all right. So you got this guy. He's ugly and he's strong and he's, and he's lonely. And we could talk about that. And then, uh, Esmeralda, she's a uh, Mexican or something, right? Okay. So we have that. And then, <laughs> she's <laughs> dirty. She's brown. <laughs> you know, oh like, it, it, and, and it shows in, I think, the sequels. I, I, yes. And with the Beauty and the Beast example, you're filling in the gaps and it can be done well. And I'll point to Rogue One that you haven't seen. Rogue it fills great. in the gaps really well. It's not something that we asked for, but it's something we got right. and it does it incredibly well. It makes for a good prequel sequel. Yeah. But 
And my so it argument, can be done. My argument for me not watching Rogue One is I'm just generally not curious. And that's fine. That's that's not what this is about. Right, the point right, is right. it can be done and it can be done well. Yep. So the Beauty and the Beast stuff could be done well. But I think what what I'm hearing you say is you have these stories that don't work as sequels because they, they've they made a, a good, solid, self-encompassing movie. Yeah. Whereas 101 Dalmatians, it's just a story about an uh, evil lady who wants to It just needs code. to be the style. Yeah, exactly. And it does it well. And it does it well. Like, it has it's almost, a very strong point of view. Right. It's just, it's just it, the more vague yeah. the story is, but with a style, we can work with that. Because like even the artist is like a beatnik kind of yeah you know, totally. 60s and it's, mustache glasses. Is that not the point of animation to begin with? Like if if the story were strong and and great enough on its own, you could have chosen any other medium. That's a good point. It could you be could be shadow puppets, live action. Mm-hmm. You could have done. You could have just done stop a book. motion. Mm-hmm. They chose animation for a particular reason because it allows you to make stylistic choices that you can't make in any other yep. format. So. For those other sequels that don't try to encapture, encapsulate the style of the original, they obviously look less interesting. Less, they feel less successful. It's not. It's not the world that you're. No. Yeah. It's it, just like let's tack this on. Yes. Yeah. Versus being alive or something. I don't know. It's like box macaroni and cheese compared to like. I put it in the oven and I made this for two hours. Macaroni and cheese. By the way, I make a hell of a mean craft macaroni and cheese. Undercooked the pasta, a little al dente, extra butter, Mm -hmm. very little milk, powdered cheese. It's great. Powdered cheese? Where do you get powdered cheese? From the craft box. Oh, oh, I see. Yep. Uh, So, well, let's let's see if this holds up, okay? To your your theory, okay? So you've got 101 Dalmatians 2, which was good. Yeah. It was an enjoyable movie. It didn't feel like a straight-to-video sequel. No, it had credits. I mean, it, it did. A, it did in that same sense of like well, you know the frozen the frozen pizza analogy. It, right. every, it's all gonna. There's always gonna be something about it that you're like, eh, it's, it's not see it at a movie theater good, but I don't feel like I wasted my time. I enjoyed. I actually laughed at parts of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, Corella was great. Corella's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, this is interesting. Our very next film. Call back to our earlier conversation, Atlantis, Milo's <gasps> Return. Ooh, and oh I bet, God. I bet, because it's such a loose, because Atlantis is just like, they go underwater and they find some things. Atlantis <laughs> is the perfect package. Yeah. That movie stands, it doesn't right. need to be expanded upon at all. I wonder who'd seen that. Zadri. <sighs> I love right. that movie so, so much. Wait, okay, so, so cool. So Atlantis, the original movie, is it that perfect yeah. bubble thing? Yeah, they they wrap it they wrap it up nice and tight. Interesting. So I'm going to list off based on the the hypothesis that you've yeah. laid out for yeah. us. I'm going to list off the next handful of movies okay. and just see if it's going to pass your test or not. And I'll watch Atlantis just to see if this holds yeah, up. Yeah, I have to. Yeah, yeah I think we have to it. now. Atlantis, Milo's Return. Will it pass your test? Um, I. Th- think it will not knowing anything about the original movie but i think it will because you can so it's basically like if you can sum it up in that really cynical producer way and then say to yourself okay well we can work with that then i think that fits and i think that the cynical producer would say it's underwater they find some stuff maybe alien who knows (laughs) movie i say movie Stitch the movie. 
Definitely. I think it passes because Lilo and Stitch was a made up story. It's not necessarily part of the zeitgeist. And they leave it pretty open. Yeah. And there's aliens in it, too. And, aliens, and, it's which... re- and, and the basic premise is wacky alien, misfit kid. Yeah, I say movie. Does anybody know what Recess is? Yes. Oh, it's a TV show. Because there's a straight-to-video sequel. Both came out on the same day. Recess All Grown Down and Recess Taking the Fifth Grade. Does that, that was count? never a movie. Recess okay. was never a movie. Lion it King one a and a half. Because I saw it in theaters with some friends. Is it animated? Yes. Recess was a movie? Uh, Yeah, I think so. Huh. Not the sh- the original show, no. But there was definitely a movie that I saw in There's theaters. a movie based, but the, orig- the original is a TV show. I believe so, yes. We might need to do a coin toss on that one. Recess is an American animated television series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no. Oh. Nick's. Um. Okay. <laughs> uh. So, Lion King. One and a half, which Audrey's already seen. That's right. Like I seven months. Oh my think, gosh! I get to revisit it. I think that one. Well, we've seen it. I wonder if I have my I notes on that. That one, to <laughs> me, when I, I I haven't seen it in years, but I remember it standing up because it's basically following the format of we're going to do some Shakespeare stuff yeah, with animals. I think it does. I, I Yes, we've seen it. I remember liking it. A rapid fire. Springtime with Rue. Uh, no, because I think that, that Winnie the Pooh, thing? Winnie the Pooh if, you don't, if you don't have an appreciation for the characters and know how to deal with them, it's going to be a disaster. <laughs> I do have my notes from Lion King. What did I have? <laughs> Mickey, Donald, and Goofy, the Three Musketeers. Does that count? Uh, no. Mulan 2. No. Tarzan 2. Not to be mistaken with Tarzan and Jane. No. Lilo and Stitch 2. Sure, why not? Oh my gosh. Who's Heffalump Halloween movie? No. Bambi 2. Oh god, no. Leroy and Stitch. Wait, wait, wait. Bambi 2. I think it might. Didn't the mom die? Yeah. But the whole... In the the, beginning of the first one. But the whole idea of the movie... So, okay. uh, Cynical producer version of that movie is... Of the original is... Uh, it's royal. It's the royal family in the forest, and there's a hierarchy of forest creatures. I like this cynical producer character. So I want to just back. this. The game is over now, but I want to just point out on this list of straight to video sequels before we get into our next venture in scraping the vault. Yeah, Peter Pan was a movie. The last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven straight to video sequels. Yeah, Tinkerbell. Oh God, Tinkerbell. Oh and no! Lost oh God, no! It's <laughs> Tinkerbell no, and the Great Fairy Rescue. No, it's Let's... gonna be nothing but sassy. Phineas and Ferb the movie, and then Secret of the Wings. Tinkerbell. Let's do them all. The in Pirate one mega Fairy. Episode. Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell and the Legend of the Never Beast. That I have very such last. deep hatred for sassy ass tank. It's. I do not like that it's a thing. What? Why? Let's un. I want to unpack it. I want to. What, what's your problem with Sassy Tank? Sassy Ass Tank was such a thing for a period of time. Tank? T- tank. Tank. Where tink, tink. it just tink, 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 was tink, like. Tink, 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 people, tink, tink, I think. Tink, 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 tink. I have not been drinking, and they have. <laughs> um, no, it, it, it became this weird She's thing. Druish. <laughs> that movie doesn't hold up. It was almost like like a, a, a stand-in for the not without my coffee, not before my coffee trope, where it's just like, oh, yeah, I'm not impossible. I'm just sassy. You know, it's like, uh, no, you're yeah. impossible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. So potential 
scraping the vault I'm, extension. I think Eric needs to take my place for the the Tink movies. There's a lot. <laughs> There's a lot of Tink movies. But Again. after so the very last straight videos is the animated sequel. Was yeah. Once or Tinker Bell and the Legend of the Never Beast in oh March of God. 2015. Watch I the last watch one. I love them. Is it CGI or hand drawn? <laughs> All animation. Oh, it's probably CGI. Yeah. Um, oh boy. And then there's a, a series of live action mm-hmm. remakes. You ready for this? This is scraping the vault in the future. Honey, we shrunk ourselves. The <laughs> Jungle Book Mowgli's story. Inspector Gadget Two. George of the Jungle Two. Snow Buddies. Oh my gosh. Secret of the Magic. Oh no. Guard. The Buddies universe is deep. Space Buddies. Santa <laughs> Buddies. <laughs> The Search for I'm Santa Paws. All in. Beverly Hills movies. Chihuahua. Sharpay's Fabulous Adventure. Oh, my Spooky God. Buddies. Treasure Buddies. Beverly Hills Chihuahua 3. Viva La Fiesta. <laughs> Santa way, Paws 2. The Santa Pups. And Super Buddies. Audrey, do you know what the Buddies film universe is working off of? Yes. Air Bud. Yes. Which is a great movie. Why? Why? Scraping the vault. I didn't know that the Buddies cinematic universe existed until a couple of years ago. And I was just <laughs> like, I need an excuse to watch all of these. And I think I have that excuse now. Well, I'm glad that both of us are excited about things in the future for Scraping the Vault. You know? like- <laughs> and here's what I'm excited about. The theatrical films that are Disney remakes, live action remakes, yes. that, which we're going to start sprinkling in. So that we, you know, can extend beyond the Tinkerbell. Yeah. yeah. Uh, starting with Rudyard Kipling's The Jungle Book in 1994. <laughs> not the John Favreau version. And then there's 101 Dalmatians, 102 Dalmatians. Both going to be great. Alice in Wonderland, Tim Burton. <laughs> Maleficent, which nope. is technically a sequel or a prequel. I don't know. Cinderella, Kenneth Branagh. The Jungle Book. By the way, Cinderella in that movie. Um, What's her name? Uh, she, she's hair, yeah, she's gorgeous. It, she's in, pretty. She's in the uh, uh, the the sequel to Mamma Mia. She's wonderful. The Alice Jungle Book, Janney. John Favreau, Alice <laughs> Through the Looking Glass, maybe Beauty and the Beast, of course. Uh, Christopher Robin, maybe Dumbo, yes. Aladdin, yes. Lion King, yes. Maleficent, maybe Cruella, maybe, and then here are the future offerings. <laughs> oh my god! By the way, Lady and the Tramp and Mulan were on Disney Plus. Uh-huh. Future offerings, upcoming films: The Little Mermaid, The Jungle Book sequel, another John Favreau joint, The Lion King sequel, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, which is a must, Aladdin sequel, Hunchback, Bambi, Hercules, and a Cruella sequel. Dang. So the Aladdin sequel is like our worlds will be folding in upon themselves. Wait, <laughs> there's more. Oh my god! Because on Disney Plus, here are the upcoming live action remakes of animated classics: Holy Peter shit. Pan and Wendy. Oh my god! Pinocchio. No. By Robert Zemeckis. Good by god. the way, The Sword and the Stone. Eh. Robin Hood. Sword and the Stone might actually be good. Lilo and Stitch. No. A live action remake of Lilo live and Stitch. Live action no. remake Lilo and no. Stitch. In an untitled Prince Anders film. Eh? The original film is Aladdin, so it's a remake on Disney. All Plus. right. What are we drinking? We are going to be drinking. <laughs> what have we been drinking is the question. Here's the beer we're going to drink tonight when we're watching 101 Dalmatians 2 Patches London Adventure. Mm hmm. 
It is the Dalmatian Belgian Double mm-hmm. by Metazoa Brewing Company in Indianapolis, Indiana. Is it made of puppies? Ingredient number one, <laughs> puppy skin. I'm seeing double spots. <laughs> the, the Belgian style double ranges from brown to very dark in color. They have a malty sweetness and can have a caramel and cocoa aromas and flavors. Mm. Hop bitterness is medium, low to medium. Yeast generated fruity esters, especially bananas, can be apparent. Often bottle conditioned, a slight yeast haze and flavor may be evident. Double, meaning double. This beer is still not so big in intensity as it surpassed the Belgian style quadruple that is often considered its sibling. Wow. Mm. So I chose this one because sibling and Dalmatian. And it's one of Good. a kind. That's so that's very well thought out. And it's one of a kind. Not I... one out of 101. What right. are we going to be eating, Tommy's? I didn't uh <laughs> no. Are we going to be you eating a California about, burrito? Yeah, how about the burrito? <laughs> Explain the burrito to us. If you must know, it is a wet <laughs> super California burrito super from California burrito in El Cotitian. Yes. Yeah. On no, on, <laughs> no, we don't need any more details. Just three blocks away, from... it was <laughs> smothered in a red enchilada sauce, filled so with French fries, carne asada, pico de gallo, cheese, sour cream, and all the regular fixins. And it was wet on purpose. It That's was important. wet on purpose. Yeah. yeah, um, it was really good. What, much more interesting, honestly, than what I wrote down. I didn't think this one through as much as I feel like i should have i wrote down cocoa puffs because it looks like the human equivalent of kibble oh that's good. or dalmatians yeah. because the cocoa puffs with the milk mm-hmm. like spots, spots. in the white mm-hmm. i love cocoa mm-hmm. puffs especially if it's in a cup because like cereal in a bowl with milk huh, whatever so predictable cereal in a cup, cup. no that's something new that's something new um my Song choice is a little bit different this time because I don't have my toys. Um, it's more of an experience, and <laughs> it's um, when you go to. And I realize people who know me might. It, it's if you go to a karaoke bar and you don't want to go, right? Or you're not late. Right, karaoke. you and me both <laughs> love karaoke. But let's say if you're like you're at a karaoke bar and you're not necessarily wanting to be there. Uh, maybe because you just want to go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And then someone gets up and they sing a song pretty well, well enough, like actually good, but it's not like a heavy lift song. Uh, you know, it's like a B to C level of, of like familiarity. It's like, it's not like, it's not one of those where you're just like, yes, that's a banger. It's one of those where it's just like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. I remember that. This person can hold a tune. Right. And it it's done well enough and it's not a hard song to do, but they, they're doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it. Not a lot of emotional content there. It's not really like a classic, but it's, it's adequate. You know, like things that come to mind are like uh, Tears for Fears, Shout. Just like, oh, that song. I remember that song. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're doing it okay. Shout. Or yeah. Shout. Right. David Let Bowie. It all out. Exactly. These or like are the things I can do. Or like David Bowie's come on. I'm talking <laughs> to you. So come, come on. Or, you know, it's similarly like not a lot of depth or emotional content, but things that can be done skillfully. Like, I don't know, Jimmy, what's any Billy Joel song? <laughs> This is Vienna. a very pointed personal attack. <laughs> I just wanted to see what would happen. <laughs> so yeah, that's my Vienna. musical selection. 
son of a bitch. <laughs> Good. Um, so the I want to I want to highlight. So um, hey. congratulations, guys. Good job. Thank you. It's going to be a great evening in watching this great movie. <laughs> um, we have been getting. I, I've started working for concierge, mm-hmm. and we've been getting a couple times a week. I'm getting calls or emails from listeners of the ears up podcast network that's a that's rosie 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 is offering wine to audrey it's fine um so we've been getting so a lot of our listeners so we appreciate listeners who are reaching out getting tickets uh we're having a celebration for dan later this year Mm -hmm. and we've had a lot of listeners of dan uh, reach out. I've booked several trips. This is not an invitation. It's not an invitation. I'm not going to tell you when. I'm not going to tell you when we're going to be there on October 16th. Jim's but been drinking. We, um, anyway, I want to highlight the Thompson family. They they are listeners of the Ears Up Network, and they're going uh, later this month to Disneyland. And uh, I helped book their trip, and it was a lot of fun. Yay! And the Johnson family mm-hmm. booked their trip, mm-hmm. and quite a few others. So anyway, uh, October 16th. Thompson Twins also a good band for karaoke. That's right. Anyway, so that was going to go in a different direction. Here, I just want to give an example. So we had a family who uh, was hesitant to go uh, during mask time, and mask mandates were lifted, and so they booked their trip. And but they're still enforcing it for uh, younger kids, and so they're, they're hesitant. They don't want their kids to have masks on, which maybe doesn't make a lot of sense. You know, I mean. There's no vaccine available for kids. And when, if there is or ever, like, anyway, so we were able to go in and we could look at different options for them to cancel or to postpone their trips. So they didn't have to pay cancellation fees. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of different things and spend a lot of time, you know, concierge spends a lot of time on the phone with Disney. And yeah. the, the, my record is four hours. Wow. On, on hold for, a, for a, a guest who had a question. I didn't have the answer. So I waited on hold for four hours. That's, that, I mean, I just, yeah, you guys freaking care about what you do, and yeah. that's really, really cool. Yeah. And speaking of uh, not there not being a vaccine for kids, uh, here's an ad for Asher's vaccine for kids who are cool and real. <laughs> Greetings, cool kids who are real. I am a smart science person who is also real. But I am not cool. Science is not cool. But it is real. I am excited to inform you of a new tincture available at your physician's office. It is a COVID vaccine for kids under 12 who are cool and real. It was made in the toilet of a 10-year-old boy who lives in an undisclosed location. Maybe Orange County. It is a proprietary mix of the following ingredients that I have listed on the inside of a used trapper keeper. Butt hair. Listerine. Pills my grandma uses to stay a woman. Ritalin. Purple stuff. Coconut jelly beans. Farts. Angel dust. And the parts of Lucky Charms that aren't marshmallows. It is available in chewable tablet form. Tell your physician that a very smart science person told you to tell them that you are real and cool and you want Asher's COVID vaccine. Your physician can be reached by calling 856-R-EARS. Thank you. I love you. And we're back. Um, but yeah, I guess the point is that we appreciate all of you who have been calling in or, or emailing your local Disneyland folks. And you can do it yourself, but you've been reaching out to us to book. 
We appreciate all of you. Uh, keep doing it. it. It goes a long way. It helps. And it seems that every time a Ears Up listener reaches out to a concierge, it comes to me. So, <laughs> so if you want to talk to me about Disneyland planning. And it sounds like that is an invitation. It is an invitation, please. Uh, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. I've really been enjoying doing it. Um, also, listen to our other shows. That's Ears Up, Ears Up In Depth, uh, Scraping the Vault, of course, which you just listened to. Great show. We love Audrey. Thanks for being here. Oh, thanks for having me. Um, it's so It is so freaking cool to be here in person. It's great it? in person. It feels much... Uh, it is always a conversation with you it's guys, fun. but yeah. being able to see both of you express mm-hmm. with your faces and also talk in person. Yeah, was that butt? <laughs> 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 such a, a treat. Questions. Such a, yes, such it's a been treat. treat. I'm and invigorated. Thank you. Um, and then uh, Supreme Resort. Mm-hmm. We're going to record live tomorrow mm-hmm. at Disneyland-ish. Which, <laughs> right? <laughs> With Natalie from I'm Disneyland. We'll have heard that by now. You, I this, think. Will, this will be out after that. There's a couple episodes yeah. I have not yet released. I'm <laughs> going to throw my team under the bus right now. Throw them. Damn you guys for taking vacation. The one time <laughs> my, the one my time. podcast family is in time in California going to Disneyland. It won't be the last, Audrey. And we just added about four years of shows to work. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Um, Whew, and then uh, reach out to it. Oh, also there's Beth Banter. Be- they just Bant- Banter two milk. guys that milk. Boobies, boobies, milk. I think the proper name of the show is Milk Milk Lemonade <laughs> around, around the, the corner, corner Fletch is made. <laughs> a Star Wars podcast. <laughs> that should be the name. <laughs> Let's get it changed. You know what? I have access. I have full admin access. I'm changing it. Uh, anyway. We need, to, we need to have them on the show just so that we can title Milk it Milk Lemonade. Around the Corner Fletch is made. A, we should do Star Wars. Things with them that'd be fun. Yeah, oh, we there... could do the Star Wars holiday special. Oh yeah. my Not god, yes. Done. We could Please. do uh, episode nine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, I like, it. I like it, I like them all. Um, yeah. Anyway, so contact us. I'm Jimmy at earsuppiphonpodcast.com. That's Dan at earsuppiphonpodcast.com. That's Nerdry on Instagram. Nerdry on Instagram. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we have an Instagram where their second post of all time was posted today while we were ordering Mexican food. I don't know what you're talking about. Our Instagram is very great and very well run. And I take all the responsibility That's, for it. It's all good. Uh, anyway, so uh, guys, this was a lot of fun. We should do it again. Oh, I'm sad it yes. has to end. Oh, this is such a great to. episode. It is a great episode. It is. It's a good movie. I'm glad Dan liked it. It gives me hope for the future that not every because we've been going down this thing where it's like everyone is like, oh god, this again. <laughs> this yeah. is a breath of fresh air. It gives me hope for Dan. Yeah, I'm not. Look, I don't just hate things. <laughs> I know. I, I just but there were we were going down a path of I just know. repetition. I know this broke the mold. It is a new, unique story. It was fun. It was watch fun to watch. the next one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just, you probably will. Let's see. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, we already established it's uh, Atlantis. Yes! Yes! Atlantis, Milo's Returns. We have to watch don't, Atlantis don't and Milo's Returns. Don't tell us what happens. I'm going to hate it, but I'm going to love it. 2003 American it. animated science fiction film produced by Disney's two Studios. Watch the original, please. The yes. sequel to the 2001 don't, animated don't, film, don't Atlantis. I want to know. By the way. It, they wanted Atlantis to be so good that they were going to change the submarine voyage yeah. 
to be themed after the Atlantis movie, but it tanked, so they just left it dormant for like 10 years, and then they made it into Finding Nemo. Pun intended. And the Matterhorn sank. And the Matterhorn sank because they had to (laughs) drain the the lake. (laughs) Anyway, everybody, thanks for listening. And this part's going to be easier. Until next time, be be kind kind and and uh, rewind. Hello, my name is Fartbud and I'm here to talk to you about the latest podcast craze. It's a little something called cranking your gain way too high. Some people like their audio to sound normal and good. But as you can hear on this podcast episode, Dan's microphone is so hot on your ears you might just start to hear other voices inside of his voice. How is such a thing possible, you might ask? It's simple, just use Fartbutt's guide to cranking your gain like a damn maniac. You can get it free today by dialing 5 7 2 3 4 8 1 7 2 0 7 7 7 7 5 2 4 1 Zero, zero, six, seven, nine. Back to the show.